Today is Wednesday, January 12th, 2022, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your Weather Command forecast for the rest of your Wednesday, breezy and mostly cloudy highs 40 to 45, west winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Tonight, colder and mostly cloudy with lows 25 to 30, and southwest winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Thursday, mostly cloudy, highs around 40, southwest winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Thursday night, breezy and mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain and snow in the evening. Lows 20 to 25, northwest winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Friday, mostly cloudy in the morning, becoming partly cloudy. Highs 30 to 35, west winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Friday night, partly cloudy, lows 20 to 25. Saturday and Saturday night, mostly cloudy, highs around 40, lows 20 to 25. Sunday and Sunday night, partly cloudy, highs around 35, lows 15 to 20. MLK Day, mostly cloudy, highs 40 to 45. Monday night, partly cloudy, lows 15 to 20. And Tuesday, colder and mostly cloudy, highs around 30. The Haver Public Schools Board of Trustees convened on Tuesday for their regular monthly meeting. In the unanimous consent portion of the agenda, the board approved the appointment of M. Thomas Vale as interim Haver High School principal. This comes after Principal Ed Norman resigned in early December. The board approved resolutions calling for elections for two trustee positions that have terms expiring this year. On the ballot for the mail-in election scheduled to conclude on May 3rd are three-year terms for the seats currently held by trustees Teresa Miller and Garrett Ophis. The deadline for people to register register as a candidate in the election is March 24th. Also at the meeting, Athletic Director Kevin Nettleton spoke with the board and came to the conclusion that he will be voting against MHSA proposals to add a shot clock to basketball and add baseball as a varsity sport, citing excessive cost. The Hill County Commission has placed an item on the agenda of their Thursday business meeting that states that there will be a vote on a resolution regarding a tax on marijuana sales. When asked by new media broadcasters Tuesday morning, Hill County Commissioner Jake Strissel said that it was his belief that because Hill County voters approved the legalization of recreational marijuana, the commission could impose a tax with a vote of their board. Late Tuesday afternoon, Commission Chair Diane McLean said they had run into snags and are still figuring out whether an election would be needed to implement a tax, adding that the issue may be tabled on Thursday to allow for discussions to continue in the future. According to House Bill 701, counties in which voters approve the sale of recreational marijuana can implement a local option excise tax of up to 3%, but it must also be approved by voters. The Hill County Rural Fire District 1 Board convened Tuesday morning for their regular monthly meeting. No action was taken, but the meeting began with public comment from Commissioner Diane McLean, who said she wanted to plant a seed to see if the board would be interested in helping the Fair Foundation with projects to upgrade buildings and grounds so that they would be able to meet fire code. Board member Neil Larson worried that such an arrangement would set a precedent for the board to get involved with financing improvements to other deficient buildings in the district. Board Chair Stephen Jamreska said he would like to see an actual plan regarding fairgrounds improvements before continuing the discussions. McLean said the foundation is expecting to receive quotes back for proposed improvements. The filing period for the 2022 elections opens this Thursday, and in Phillips County, there are over a half dozen offices that voters will be deciding on. 
when it comes to Phillips County's commission. A six-year term for the seat representing District A is on the ballot. It is currently held by John F. Carnahan. In addition, four-year terms for the following positions are set to be on the ballot. Clerk and recorder slash surveyor slash auditor, sheriff slash coroner, county attorney, treasurer slash assessor slash superintendent of schools, and justice of the peace. There will also be three seats up for grabs on the Conservation District Board. The nomination deadline is 5 p.m. March 14th. Primary election day is June 7th, and the general election will take place November 8th. Taking a look at local COVID updates for today, we'll start with Hill County. Yesterday, they provided their first update since Thursday. They are as follows. This past Friday, they reported 12 new cases and 13 recoveries. Saturday through Monday, 24 new cases and 34 recoveries. And Tuesday, 18 new cases and 10 recoveries. Total case count for Hill, 3,668, 51 active, 3,546 recoveries, 71 deaths. And due to the recent increase, they're working to get through positive tests as quickly as possible. So if you're waiting on test results, please stay home until you get a call from them or until you've been symptom-free for 48 hours. Speaking of Hill County at Haver Public Schools, they reported one new district-associated COVID case Monday and seven Tuesday. They are now going back to providing daily updates due to the recent increase in cases. Over in Blaine County, yesterday they reported seven new COVID cases and one recovery. Total case count for Blaine, 1,571, 18 active, 1,524 recoveries, 29 deaths. Over in Phillips County, yesterday they announced that between January 5th and 11th, they reported 12 new COVID cases and 12 recoveries. Total case count for Phillips, 906, 12 active, 2 hospitalized, 868 recoveries, 26 deaths. And in Liberty County yesterday, they announced that over the course of Monday and Tuesday, they reported 20 new COVID cases, and they're asking everyone to continue practicing precautions that have been preached throughout the pandemic. We did not receive any other local COVID updates yesterday. So we'll move on to state news and start off with that daily statewide COVID dashboard update. Today, the state reported 1,831 new cases, bringing the cumulative total to 208,132, active case count 9,613, active hospitalizations 172, death toll 2,933. Counties with the most new cases today, Gallatin 503, Yellowstone 359, Missoula 227, Lewis and Clark 100, Cascade 83, Flathead 78, Butte-Silverbow 44, Lake 41. And looking at the vaccine update from the state for today, total COVID vaccine doses administered now up to 1.35 million, with 543,336 Montanans fully immunized. That's 53% of the eligible population. Blackfeet Incident Command has announced the retraction of the rollback to Phase 2 of the restricted opening for the Blackfeet Reservation. A press release says there is no mask mandate, but their use is strongly encouraged along with social distancing, proper hand hygiene, and vaccines. Incident Command says they apologize for any confusion their previous press release caused. A Helena man admitted to an ammunitions crime Tuesday after he was accused of assisting a Helena pawn shop in the sale of 88 pounds of stolen gunpowder. Douglas Wayne Sullivan, 70, pleaded guilty to the charge of prohibited person in possession of ammunition. Sullivan faces a maximum 10 years in prison, a quarter million dollar fine, and three years supervised release. Sentencing was set for April 28th. Sullivan was released pending sentencing. The government alleged that an undercover investigation by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives of Modern Pawn and Consignment, Inc. in Helena led to various charges against multiple defendants. Sullivan has a felony conviction in Montana for sexual assault and was prohibited from possessing ammunition. 
The Montana Free Press reports that Governor Greg Gianforte and Attorney General Austin Knutson on Tuesday hosted a roundtable discussion about how to improve the state's handling of human trafficking cases, a topic the two officials said is critical following a year of investigations by the State Department of Justice. The event took place at the State Crime Lab in Missoula and focused predominantly on how law enforcement can better identify and intervene in cases where people are being exploited for sex and labor. Knutson said the Division of Criminal Investigation within DOJ tracked four 41 human trafficking cases in 2021, up from seven in 2015. The department has two dedicated Billings-based investigators to handle those types of cases, but Knutson said more resources are needed to handle investigations across the state. Now taking a look at local wheat prices for today. Starting with Hill County, daily prices per bushel. Winter wheat, $7.81. Spring wheat, $8.71. Blaine County, winter wheat, $7.71. Spring wheat, $8.66. Liberty County, winter wheat, $7.86. Spring wheat, $8.71. Shoto County, winter wheat, $7.81. Spring wheat, $8.71. And Phillips County, winter wheat, $7.66. Spring wheat, $8.61. And now taking a look at funeral notices for today. Joyce Ann Ellen Borlaug, affectionately known as Granny 77, passed away Sunday, January 2nd, surrounded by her family at the Peace Hospice House in Great Falls. Services will be held today, that's Wednesday, January 12th, at 1 p.m. at the Fifth Avenue Christian Church in Haver, with Pastor Megan Haywish officiating. A private burial was held this morning prior to the service. Memorial contributions in Joyce's honor may be made to the Peace Hospice, P.O. Box 7008, Great Falls, Montana, 59405, or to the Hill County Foundation, Plant a Seed Reed, P.O. Box 782, Haver, Montana, 59501, or to a memorial of one's choice. Theta Ann Blunt, also known as Coming to Light, 56, passed away due to natural causes on Sunday, January 9th, at her residence in Fraser. Wake services began at noon today, Wednesday the 12th, and are continuing until our funeral service, which will be 10 a.m. tomorrow, Thursday, January 13th, all at Our Savior's Lutheran Church. Burial to follow in the Rocky Boy Cemetery. Jerry Thomas Darter, 90, of Haver, passed away at home December 14th. Cremation has taken place. A graveside service will be at 11 a.m. Monday, January 31st in Highland Cemetery, and a luncheon will follow at the Community Alliance Church. Jerry's family suggests memorial donations be made in his memory to the Haver Animal Shelter or the Haver Community Alliance Church. And that's going to do it for your Wednesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, stay safe out on the roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.